0: And I must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, and running, running, And I must keep running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, running, and running, 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast. This is episode 299, and we are going to have a couple of books tonight. Me and Clay are going to be talking about Amazing Spider-Man number 65. And then I was hoping to be joined by a brand own, but I could not get a hold of him. So I'll be talking about Strange Academy number 10, all by my lonesome. Now, with that, there's a couple of books that are missing on that little bit of a list. Two of those were picked by the badasses of the Get Fresh crew, beep-a-boop, and that is a thing over on our Patreon, where each week we put up all the books that are going to be coming out that week, and the badass level of the Patreon deal ends up picking two of the books out of that for us to talk about on our Patreon-only spotlight, the podcast that has those, and they ended up... Picking Heroes Reborn, number one, and also America Chavez, Made in the USA, number three. So if you want to hear those two, end up talking with Clay about America Chavez, and then I will be doing the Heroes Reborn all by my lonesome over there on the Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and listen to that amongst some other Things, plethora of podcasts, usually about an episode every day, every other day of comic book stuff and pop culture stuff, cartoons, comics, movies, all that stuff, all roll up in one. I could tell you all about it, but it's easier to just go over there, check it out. And if you do sign up right now, you will not be charged a cent until you end up getting till. And I say until, you don't have to be charged because if you end up quitting before we do get into June, You will not be charged at all. You can use all of May as a free trial. Listen to everything you want. All of our podcasts from the minute that we started the whole thing till now, almost 2000 episodes of things, mostly comic book based stuff. And if you don't like what you hear or had enough, whatever you quit before June, you'll never be charged. So you can just go over and go to again, patreon.com slash weird science. It's in the show notes. And. Just as a thing this week, again, you can go and listen to us talk about America, Chavez, and Heroes Reborn. But I'm going to go off now to talk to Clay, and we're going to start with Amazing Spider-Man number 65. All right, we're going to start off, as we always do, with me and my man, Clay. How are you doing, Clay? I'm doing pretty good, actually. Awesome. That is great. I ended up getting my first vaccination shot on Monday, and I feel like crap still.
1: If that that was your first one, you're going to feel horrible with your second one. Well, the thing
0: is, and I I say this, and I'm not saying it to deter anybody from getting because I do think, you know, politics and all that aside, I think everybody should get it, Uh, but that's everybody else's choice. I'm not going to make the choice, but I had COVID and I don't want anybody to have COVID and I don't want my family, friends, everybody, uh, because it is awful. And so I got the first shot and I felt like I had it again and that's the big thing a lot of people don't have that reaction until the second shot the problem is is that I read if people do have that reaction the first shot like 80% of them don't get the second shot then because they don't want to feel like that again but uh, I'll be getting the second shot I'll be right there right where I'm supposed to because Like I said, it it is awful. Sounds like I'm going to be alone on the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, And here's the worst part. And Just saying the idea of me. I said it's this isn't political or anything. It's just me personally. Tanya, she had her schedule for Tuesday morning. And after seeing what happened to me on Monday night after the shot. uh, Yeah, she she's not getting hers now. And I'm, I'm we're having big fights about it because, and she's just concerned because of how bad I was. And I said, I didn't die yet. I'm still here, but she's <laughs> like, no. Nope. And so she canceled. She didn't even reschedule yet. And I'm trying to make her reschedule. I, I have had both
1: of mine. I was lucky and only I was tired. The, after the second or after the first shot, the day after I was a little tired, um, second shot, uh, Actually, the only thing was soreness in my arm, but my wife, she had chills, she felt sick, and things like that. But it, it
0: all depends on the individual, to yeah, it be completely does. honest. It does. And again, if you had COVID, they say that there's more of a reaction, but it's still with that. I am, um, you have to get it. I mean, really, uh, or at least I'll say, I beg you to get it. And it's something for everybody. It's not just for you, it's for everybody. So we can also, I want to go to my, Oki sushi Oh, you can eat sushi buffet and it's closed down until this you know whole shutdown ends we keep calling the place and asking they ain't opening so that that is my selfish deal that's all i want even though because of that i ordered a at-home sushi kit that i'll be using tomorrow and i will report the results uh next week i'm making some sushi we're gonna make <laughs> we already have the idea we're gonna make spicy tuna uh, spicy oh, that salmon so good. a philadelphia roll and then for my wife because she won't eat anything raw or whatever we are going to make just the standard california roll with fake uh crab so we're gonna do that it's gonna be awesome and it'll it, it won't turn out i'm so excited when it comes in but uh that's and i said that's i got the shot then tanya said i'm not getting mine and that just kind of made it clear to me we're never getting out of this shutdown i'm not gonna go get all you can eat sushi at this place so that'll I'm going to get a kit. So we ended up getting that. We'll get all the utensils and the bamboo rolling pin pad or whatever it is. I don't know. But here we are to talk Spider-Man. And we ended up liking the last issue and liking this in a way that we were surprised because uh, me and you both were not sure that we really cared about Tombstone and, and Robbie's, you know, back and forth. Well, here you see it come full deal where they do work together. Which I thought was really nice And you could say it's forced You could say you saw that coming cliched, all that Still liked it I still liked an idea of an issue here That really is Even if you go Can, can we say that Boomerang is acting Possibly like a dad to Gog Can I make that stretch That at a point he treated Gog like a son Because this issue is all about Fathers, sons, daughters And things like that Starting with Norman and then going through Tombstone and Robbie Even if you want to go Jay Jonah and Peter uh, You have a lot of that going on And I thought that it hit pretty well And by the end, you see, like we say With uh, the ebbs and flows of Nick Spencer The next bit looks awesome And we get a uh, page at the end That me and you are both pretty fired up for So we'll get to that right now It's written by Nick Spencer And it is Amazing Spider-Man 65 Nick Spencer writing, Frederico Vicentini and Frederico Sabatini on art. I, you get the Fredericos involved here. Uh, with that, Alex Sinclair on colors, VCs, Joe Caramagna on letters. Uh, J Jonah Jameson has, hasn't been monitoring his friend, Joe Robbie Robertson, who was working together with Lonnie Lincoln, aka Tombstone, the moral newsman. Uh, An amoral crime lord This is so small, this writing, I'm struggling Became strange bedfellows after their children Robbie Robertson and Janice Lincoln Had become literal bedfellows They've been on the rocks, Randy's a social worker And Janice runs a criminal organization Called The Syndicate, and things got worse When they were kidnapped by Madame Mask and Crime Master, Robbie and Tombstone Got a lead to find the kids Were in a low-level criminal mirage But why, or they were from Low-level criminal mirage, what, what's I'm struggling, Clay. But why are Mask and Crime Master working together? We'll we'll find out. Well, Mayor Fisk, Kingpin, declared New York City open season for super criminals to help him obtain the Lifeline tablet. His goal is mysterious, and he even has few means to achieve said ends. One involves Norman Osborn, who recently discovered his son, Harry, is the super villain Kindred. Norman and Fisk captured Kindred, and now Fisk has employed the evil Baron Mordo. Too magically interrogating. Finally got through that. Uh, I gotta take a breath now. <laughs> now, with that, too. It's not even just fathers, sons, and daughters, it's family. And and you end up having that even with the syndicate showing up, because, you know, hey, Janice, you're kind of our family. Like it, it ends up having a pretty cool theme in this whole deal. And I I did enjoy it. The art is a, a little different look from Federico Vicentini. Now you end up having Sabatini in this as well, but even the stuff that you can recognize as the Vicentini stuff, it's a little more cartoony. I don't mind it. It just does no, look not different at all. from what we had, right?
1: Yeah, it, it looks really, really good. Uh, I think uh, you first really see, with just within the first page, you can see how dramatic of a change it is. But it still looks really, really good. Um, with the combination of the colors and everything else, art is nothing like i would be complaining of you know the the prior stuff that we've got before that we didn't like
0: i agree i agree fully and you start off with harry as kindred being tortured by Mordo. you end up having kingpin loving it it's like listen to that sound it's so great as he's and you do get then norman stepping up i mean norman pretty much lays it on the line he's not gonna you know Mess around or whatnot and pretty much Tells Kingpin you're done stop This you don't belong here anyway get the Hell out get Mordo go uh, This is my son and you're Not going to do this anymore now in the meantime Fisk agrees but agrees With the idea okay not like Okay we're going to leave and never come back whatnot It's like okay you still Have to make him do but we'll let you do It your way like it's not exactly like We're going to let him go he says I'm going to come back Tomorrow and, and continue if you don't Get any leadway with it but we do then have a conversation again with with Kindred and Norman. And and one of the big things, too, is when Norman says he knows what's going on in, even in hell, like what what you're stirring up and mentions full out. I'm the goblin jerk and I'm going to do goblin things if, if you don't back off and, and you're not going to be very happy about it. And so this is a weird deal because we've been waiting for Norman to kind of reveal that he's bad. But he's using his bad to threaten to seemingly be good. And he does still seem good here, at least towards Harry. Um, But you end up again where what I got excited about the whole deal was seemingly with, you know, Harry continuing. You you have to help me like I told you what I needed and what you needed to do. Uh, But you haven't been listening my entire life and things like that. Why would this be different? And you end up like like it's not. Everything that we wanted, but it's it steps towards it a little. Like you know what I mean. That I like that where they do talk, and Harry just says, "You know, I need to. You know, you need to keep going and, and find out what I said before." And I, I like that. But you like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
1: I do like the small little hint of like you see Harry calling for his father. That's why Norman like blows up at Kingpin, and then he says. Uh, oh no one else heard you but I did and he says oh but did you really listen because I've called you that way before and you weren't listening then so if you're really listening now something needs to change
0: yeah yeah and with it too you end up having Norman when he's talking to Kingpin saying you're gonna get your way I I know that you're doing a bunch of things to get to your quote-unquote goals Uh, So stop it, whatnot And Kingpin actually does say Listen, if we don't get this information Soon And I like the line We're going to send him back to hell Using conventional methods Like we're going to kill him He's going to go He's not going to be able And we're going to make sure That he doesn't come back So you better find out something As a threat But Norman, like I said Gets some balls And pretty much threatens Fisk Completely That they're going to You know, come down If it comes down to it I will fight you And I'll be Goblin, And we're going to do all that stuff So that was cool Uh, But then you go with with the whole deal with Tombstone and Robbie. And I like this. I like that they're like sneaking off to this, you know, pier and and this warehouse where Robbie, he's like looking at the gun and he's like, I don't do this. Like, it's so not him with the deal, but he's doing it because his son is in danger. And this is where you end up where they have that common deal where Tombstone and Robbie start talking like, oh, man, you know, and and it starts to shake, you know, hey. Tombstone, if your daughter didn't get involved here And if you didn't teach her to be a killer And a bad person, this would have never happened And you end up at Lincoln like No, 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 I want it better for her I wanted her to be a lawyer I I didn't want her to be involved in this But sometimes your kids do exactly What you don't want them to do that is exactly what Robbie said. Robbie's like. <laughs> it, it, I no. know, isn't that the worst?
1: And then he's like, "Yeah, but only when it's the best." And they they do have things in common, which would line up to what their history has been before. You know, they they were people, not necessarily friends, but they did know each other before they were enemies. Yeah,
0: yeah, and yeah. And
1: so it still has that connective tissue, and I do enjoy that.
0: Yeah, I do too. When I-
1: the lights turn on, though and you see mirage that was hilarious he's like ha i gotcha. like you you really think that 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 uh that column in the paper sounds good now like
0: yeah, it's awesome <laughs> and and the funny thing is we were laughing about mirage and so were they they thought mirage was a joke and all of a sudden he- and he actually seems a bit sinister here because again, all this is a mirage where he's like, boom, and they're in this way. oh no, and they're they're in this like high tech deal at this moment because he ended up and he ended up getting souped up powers too. And then basically does say to Robbie, like, Robbie, you screwed yourself. You could have just given me that column. You know, the villain's perspective, and we and you end up seeing and, and there's a big fight you end up having but even with the the Robbie and Tombstone stuff, I thought that it was going to feel like, um, like I saw that coming, but it didn't. I actually liked the idea, and I liked the dialogue with it about, you yeah, know, that's what being a dad's all about. And they're like, yeah, you know, because that is something that they'll – it doesn't matter if you're bad, good, or indifferent. If you are a father – You have those same deals. You have those same, you know, feelings. Oh, my God, I wanted the best. I wanted them to be better than me. I wanted them to. And they didn't. They go off with it. Now, with that, at the end, I could only think that because it is funny, too, where you end up having Robbie and Tombstone tell Janice and Randy, yeah, we teamed up we love it and it's almost like ooh, is this going to be the thing that makes them not want to date anymore because it's not exciting anymore because their <laughs> dads don't mind and I think that that might happen uh, See, I kind of thought it
1: in the opposite way I think that like tombstone and Robbie still have that bad blood in the sense of like hey this is a one time thing and then we'll still hate each other and do everything else and I'll, I'll still think your your daughter is the worst but you're still a father and I'll think you know Uh, Robbie's son is the worst, but you're still a father.
0: Like, I do think that there is still enough tension between the two of them. There is, but there's one line. and But if it was to Janice, I think it would mean more. I think Janice would be more the one if Tombstone came up. Hey, hey daughter. uh, Yeah, I love that, Randy. He's so great. It it, it would send her (laughs) packing. But you do have Robbie end up saying to Randy, I see what you see in this girl, like almost like, hey, thumbs oh, yeah. up. And but I don't think Randy's the one who would leave because of that. But it made me laugh. I just think that what you're going to have because they do end up seemingly getting an apartment together by the end. I think it's just going to be like they're going to get annoyed with each other, like people sometimes do, that they don't really know each other that much, and when they live like, oh, she she leaves the toothpaste out, or there'll be something goofy. I think, but hopefully not, because that's fine. It, it's nothing like. If they go off and we never see them again for 40 issues, I don't know that I'm going to, you know, miss that. I, and really, Randy has just been kind of in this whole series, sitting on the couch a lot been there with Peter and Fred Boomerang and then been dating Janice. There hasn't been much. So it's cool. Uh, but yeah, you you end up having a fight. Spider-Man's on his way. Uh, he's been. Told to get there robbie had sent for some people all this stuff going on and all this going down with madam mask and crime master you don't get a ton of them this is basically just set up we have to free you know janice and randy now let's see all the people that love each of them and will help you obviously you have spider-man there mainly to help randy and robbie but then you get the syndicate the female squad that Janice is on that they show up And that looked awesome when they showed up It's it's so cool and they're Fighting they're going on you know punching Mirage and hitting Madame Mask While you end up having uh, In a funny deal Janice still pissed off that, that Madame Mask Didn't let her become part Of her crew and mentor her So she starts yelling at her And they're fighting and finally Spidey Shows up now we finally do get Jay Jonah in the ear of spider-man again which we think is hilarious and it does kind of pop up and scare the crap out of peter i think he almost pooped his pants in that suit where hey there and he's like whoa what are you doing oh you know i'm hanging out listening to what you're doing watching but they do bring up something that i think makes the out for this suit and i like the idea that we haven't utilized it as much as i wish Uh, Because I thought it was fun with the polls and things, but that seemed to be like that moment, and now we're going to have some. But the idea that there is a tracker that is the track your superhero, that can't be. I mean, it's one thing to say, (laughs) and and the way we took it before was all the idea, well, with the suit, he's going to give up people's secrets. He's going to end up revealing his identity. The big thing, though, is they are actually, and Madam Mask is on the phone saying, Okay, I'm tracking him. He's uptown. He must be stuck in traffic. He's going to be here in 20 minutes. We got, like anybody who's going to do any sort of crime wave or anything, like me and you, we're bank robbers. We know that we're going to do it somewhere Spider Man might be or whatever. Just look at the app. Nope, Spider Man. <laughs> we
1: just have Eric in the car watching the app.
0: Yeah, he's just <laughs> in the app and he's yelling to us, hey. I mean, we look at it's like, what? Spider Man's on the moon. Let's go. Like you could sit there and track them all. Just so you know when Or even sit there If you want to be real smart about it And even like to get the identity of that Obviously you can go But let's see the neighborhood It's almost like in a Like a Metal Gear Solid video game Or in a movie Where you go and you watch where the guards go Okay, they go here And almost like in a funny deal Like uh, Home Alone When you have Joe Pesci And he's going to impress Daniel Stern The the wet band That's the idea And those lights will go on now. And then they go on because he staked out the neighborhood. You just sit there in your room watching the set. Well, Spider-Man usually goes to bed, it looks like, at like, you know, 940. So it's just, it's too much of a a tracking deal of it. It's funny here where like Spider-Man, he's going to be here for a while. He does show up. We get some of the new, you know, the new thing with the, uh, the, what's it called? The suit. But also because it's being broadcast, the syndicate are pissed. They're like, we, we're teaming up with you. Like, this is going to ruin our rep. Spidey has a pretty cool, funny comment. And a lot of these things, I think you're supposed to remember that Jay Jonah's listening, where he's like, yeah, you know, some jerk up was always doing these articles about me in the Daily Bugle. But people are fickle. They forget stuff very quickly. So don't worry about it. Uh, and they're like, OK, but you get a pretty cool fight. I mean, it, it looks I good. I love that. Right? Doubles, that yeah, double I'm looking at it right now. Page right looks now. Awesome.
1: It looks great. Um, We've, like I said, we've been gushing over this art the entire time. I I do want to say, though, uh, Madam Mask and I can't remember this other guy's name, the dude with the with the crime master. They seemingly get defeated or so we would assume. And so it's just like. Okay, there wasn't a whole lot to their no, story. They're like, "Yeah, the we're problem. gonna be the next big guys on on campus here, and we're gonna take over New York, and we're gonna do the small crime and build our way up." And that they're they're done. Like, yeah, that was the remember, one disappointing thing for me.
0: They even told Janice that they were there to steal her father's criminal. Death. Like, while everybody's concerned with this Lifeline tablet, we are going to. Grab your dad stuff and and make it up. Like there's not even much of that. And you're right, they just kind of disappear by the end. Even even Mirage. I mean, they get defeated. That that's that. And you have Janice again. You didn't even accept my LinkedIn request. It's fun, but by the end, that's the biggest problem. And, and it is the biggest problem, I think, in a lot of this um, is the idea that the actual setup of the story was only to get You know, Randy and Janice cat like it's it's very like mechanical the way that it ended up it's very much set up just for these other moments and then in the whole reality of it you don't really get the full story of the full it doesn't feel complete because you know they just kind of they get defeated and then you end up having spidey and lincoln and robbie hanging there talking about all the things they're going to do maybe and then you have randy and janice we're moving in together I wanted Peter, like, he can't say anything because he's here as Spidey, but I wanted him to say something like, not in our apartment, you're not. But, See, uh, and that's
1: what I was reading over just while you were talking, because um, he, he does have a reaction to it. He like, he like It looks like he's, like, flinching. And at the end, he's talking to Mary Jane about everything that they're going through. And I'm thinking, wait, are they going to move in? With that's,
0: yeah, that's I to with Boomerang see that. and
1: Peter because that's two super villains that he's now living I with. Know. How is that going to look when you anybody? Know what other, it's gonna when look. Any
0: other superhero looks again because things are set up to set up. I only kept thinking to myself, well, that would be all, It'd be fun to have Janice there with Boomerang. First off, Boomerang it, as just Fred Myers, he's over the top awful. As a roommate hanging around on the Sundays and stuff That'd be funny to see but then I thought Are we doing this because we're getting rid of boomerang I still think he's in big trouble Uh, And you just want another One there and then you end up having Peter I can't deal with that I I don't Know but he does look like oh my god Not again like uh, But yeah and you end up seeing again Norman is going to get somebody To help everybody's now going to get Some help to fight things Norman Ends up convincing a guard That He's the one who has personal information to to blackmail this guard. I know who your family, friends, contacts are. Fisk doesn't even know anything about, you know, Ravencroft. He's not here. He shouldn't be here, all that. And this guy lets him in a cell and he goes, hey, uh, I want to see if you want to help your neighbor. So obviously this is the cell right next to Kindred and we'll see who that is. And then we go to Peter talking to Mary Jane about, I can't help my roommate. And the funny thing is I completely had forgotten about boomerang at this point thought he meant robbie or randy i mean and i'm like oh no no he means boomerang because boomerang looks like you have bullseye on him again and now he wants and this is cool too the idea of can i please finally kill him like he was told to just main you know or hit the collar off of of uh the gog before in central park so at least they kind of mentioned that but you end up having Peter over at Mary Jane's because Gog's there. And I like it. Look, is he on a pee-pee pad there with, with the dogs? and stuff? Because that's what it looks like. I'm like, yeah, hey, they make him go on the pee-pee pad. Uh, but he's gnawing at the boomerang. Also, even that when they're like, oh, well, I have this letter from Fred that he left. We read the letter last issue. And he's like, all I have is a really slobbery boomerang. I thought he meant that he was emotional on the letter. And then I'm, oh, no, it's Gog. He's eating a boomerang. But even that, the setup of, you know, oh, man, I don't know where Boomerang is. Oh, you know that gog, Mary Jane, you know that gog. he's eating the Boomerang because he likes everything that has Fred's scent on it. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, it's so forced to do this. I don't mind it, but it's forced. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. A scent. Oh, here you go. Well, he's already eating the boomerang, so has a scent. But then he has the letter. Smell it, boy. Off we go. It'd be funny if he runs around the circle and goes right back to Peter because he's been handling the letter. But you get that. Now, I thought it was pretty cool to have Gog there with a leash. That's actually the webbing that you end up Peter going. He's got the suit and all that. And they're going to track him down. And, yeah, it looks like boomerang. He's about to get his. In the meantime, you have to have team ups. You need help. Uh, Peter needs help. All this. And we get at the end serious backup is on its way. And you said to me that last page is awesome. And yeah, you, you have Luke Cage, Jessica Drew, uh, you have Jessica as well, and uh, Wolverine Boomerang, all of them there. Uh, it looks pretty cool, right? I mean, yeah, it, it, is it, it looks really, really cool.
1: Uh- I, at first, I was like, oh, they got the Defenders, but then you see Hawkeye, you see Wolverine. I thought that, like, okay, this is some serious backup. And you, we all know that Spider-Man is usually the character, if there's any crossover, it's usually Spider-Man with other Marvel characters. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And you know that he has a relationship with a lot of these characters. So having them all, and it's not like, yeah, you can say three of them would be the modern Defenders, but then you have Jessica Drew... Hawkeye. You have more Avengers than you have anything. So this is a legit Avengers team coming to help Peter, and I, th- and I, it, I thought that have, was really yeah. cool.
0: And if you have Spider-Woman there, you could guess that you might have a couple of... I mean, this not might not even be just it. You might have a lot. And I, I like when they do this in the way that, you know, Peter is really hurting for help uh, to and really wants to save. And it's Kingpin. It's going to be Norman, all these things. And I like when you get Uh, Deal where you realize people do like Peter, right? I mean, Spider Man is a a good guy. He's one of the few that I think could probably get almost all of the heroes to help him out. Some of these others, eh, you know, Hawkeye, even. Yeah, Hawkeye. Hey, I need help. There's going to be a lot of people. Well, you did this to me at one point. You haven't been around all that. But yeah, Spider Man is always somebody that, you know, they'll come and help. So I thought that was cool. Wolverine looks pissed. (laughs) He doesn't look happy that he's there. Uh, But yeah, overall, I'm going to give this an 8.8 I actually really did like it Some of the things were forced Which puts me down a bit But they were forced in a way that I still enjoyed them Uh, They just kind of Everything fell into place In in such a Like a forced or a way that they just had to To make it go And by the end, like you said You didn't even see the bad guys necessarily Get defeated finally You just assume they were And everybody's having a cool down Uh, What would you give it? I would give this an 8.5. I'm a little lower than you. Uh,
1: I did look at the page count maybe once or twice, but as soon as the syndicate showed up, like I was in it. I was seriously in it. The, the splash page for the syndicate when they showed up was really, really cool. The art was excellent. Um, I love the setup for going to save Boomerang, especially like I said, with basically an Avengers team. Uh, and we did get the, the little droplets in the very beginning of the story that we've been wanting for so long. And we're, we're going to mention it because it's just something that Nick Spencer does. He, he likes to just give you little teases, but this is not so bad. If anything, I'm a little bit more interested to see who is in that cell that Norman is
0: yeah, talking to. Yeah. And isn't it weird that like at points he does this and we're furious. Like why? are But this one, felt different a bit this one felt like again i think that because kindred's talking directly to norman again and that norman had just ended up hey if if you mess with me i'm gonna do goblin like it seemed bigger than the other stuff but it is kind of the same he is just giving us little little (laughs) snippets and hints but then when he does go to get that help in the next cell i think that's when i was like okay things are happening like we're not just standing around the last couple issues have been Norman just like, don't do that to my son Or here's a picture that I showed Normie And he'd like, that was just there to be there to lead to it But this seems like more of a payoff of that And a setup for, okay, we're going to get to some things We still think it's going to be 75 Which is still a while away That's the problem, but it's getting closer and closer So I'm excited And I ended up liking this whole Tombstone Robbie thing way more Way more than I thought. And again, the the other thing that that was mentioned, we kind of mentioned it before, but when I think that you have Jay Jonah listening, you have Robbie throw shade directly at Jay Jonah again, but maybe Jay Jonah will hear all this. That's what we get out of this. We think it's going to be such a bad thing, but what we get is that Jay Jonah realizes everybody hates him is all you get. There you go, because everybody's always talking crap, but still all this going on, I I did like it still, but that is me and you on this podcast. So as we do, before we leave, let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Yes, of course. I actually have it written down so that way I never forget this. <laughs>
0: yes, there's a lot.
1: You can find me, of course, on Twitter at Fanboy Clay. I do have a link tree where you can find all the links to the shows that I host. Uh, that being uh, my very new show that I uh, became a host on, which is dc alliance which is on the uh, geek ultimate alliance network i'm a brand new permanent host there of course the batman news weekly podcast the comic book legion podcast of course this podcast and the weird science dc podcast for the digital spotlight as well as the ranger alliance podcast which is also a part of the geek ultimate alliance network
0: yeah and yeah you have the you have just started the digital spotlight on our regular dc show Already getting requests. I mean, he's talking to <laughs> man, this guy comes in one show and he's getting requests. Small, How dare small he? little,
1: small little tease. I am going to be How doing a, a request of Batman and Scooby Doo. I actually really enjoyed it. So
0: yeah, I'll be I talking got, about I that. I got an email that said, "Hey, can Clay do the Batman Scooby Doo? Because it's a lot better than you'd ever think it would be." I'm like, "All right, I'll tell him." Uh, now I have to check it out. I haven't read it uh, because you know it's Batman Scooby Doo, which is something that kind of is a cool thing. From back in the day for me But you know it's not back in the day right now i got a lot of things going on But with that I'm going to go off And maybe talk to Brandon Maybe not we'll have to see as we always do But talking a couple more books all right. and I'm here by myself And I'm going to talk about Strange Academy Number 10 written by Scotty Young Art by Umberto Ramos Colors by Edgar Delgado Letters by VCs Clayton Cowles Welcome to Strange Academy Where the best and brightest young sorcerers Are trained by the greatest magic users in the realm all of whom were gathered by the Sorcerer Supreme, Dr. Stephen Strange. After the death and resurrection of student Doyle Dermamo, the Academy is trying to get things back on track and back to normal. I really do like this book. It's going to sound like I don't. I'm going to warn you now that I'm going to talk about this in a a way that it is upsetting me because I think this book could and should be so much more. We get some big moments in this issue. We have gotten some big moments already. I think that Scott Young is leaving behind some of the small moments that would make these big moments bigger, but also allow us to get behind and learn about these characters. And if you're sitting there and saying, Jim, I don't know what you're talking about. I love all the characters. I'm saying that you have a school setting. You have something that a lot of people would right away say, okay, Marvel, we see you're doing a Harry Potter. You're never going to escape that. Take advantage of it. Go and do the classroom shenanigans. That is what you had with Harry Potter. We we didn't fall in love with the characters in Harry Potter because they were going on field trips. What they ended up doing is going on adventures. But after the characters were set and most of the things were set in the classroom setting, including – the teachers interacting with them, them interacting with each other. You ended up having rivalries set. You ended up having friendships made. All those things that this book seems to be leaving behind. And and again, I'm going to read the beginning of this, you know, background recap deal again, just to to prove the deal. Welcome to Strange Academy, where the best and brightest young sorcerers. Okay, I'll stop there. Do we know that? Have we seen that? Have we seen? that say Alvi is one of the greatest sorcerers have we seen that Herman is gus i mean i love these characters but what do we know about them and then are trained by the greatest magic users in the realm we've barely seen any interaction in the whole deal of teaching between these great and they're awesome characters who then seem to disappear and one of the things that you get from that classroom setting that I think that this book needs is that you can get all the kids interacting with all the teachers at once. You don't have to have a separate issue where you have to figure out a way to get Iric and Alvy a little bit of spotlight. Well, we'll go off to Asgard on a field trip, but that also leaves Herman, Calvin, you know, Zoe, Desi, where are they? They're not around. Because you only have a certain amount of time. But if you're in a classroom setting that this pretty much is giving you, you know, the easy pitch, the underhanded pitch to do, and not using that, I think it's such a shame because at issue 10, we should know what Herman is really great at and why he's scared of this and what he does and who he likes and who he doesn't, whatnot. We are really centering on Emily Doyle and then Eric as well, going against Doyle, but not much else. And I just I just need more. And, and I'm ranting and raving about this. I like this book. And I wouldn't rant and rave if I didn't like it. I wouldn't talk about it. I'm getting a little upset here because I think that this could be more than just, oh, you know what? I read this every month and it's cool. And I get kind of... This should be a book that is so good that everybody's reading it every month. And we all can't wait to read it. Because, oh, my God, I want to see what Doyle does this week when he has to have that potions class he was worried about. Or, oh, my God, Emily really did bad last issue in this. Or why is Irik so good in the dark arts when we have no, And all of that would have played out so well in this when they do go off to Asgard on yet another field trip. To go and you know tour Asgard See what's going on Now Alvi and Eirik are from Asgard We know that Eirik has been more Again in front and center deal Of being very boastful about it And not really This is the thing too I'm not saying that I need my handheld Because I like the idea that Eirik has been very coy Kind of going with the idea that people think Asgard is cool He'll go with that We don't know Because he's not letting in particulars Now what we do know about Eirik and we know that he is just always there. He's jealous of Doyle, and he's always, but you seem to think it's based on Emily fully, or he just doesn't trust Doyle because he's Dermamu's son, things like that. That plays out well in this issue because we do find out who Iric and Alvi's mother is. We also see the father, but. I need it more, especially with Alvi, because when we do find out who it is, I'll just tell you, spoiler alert, it's Enchantress, which is big. You even have Eirik go, and you have uh, Enchantress, oh, man, I've been worried about you. She's in prison in Asgard. And, you know, Eirik, oh, you weren't around anyway. That's ridiculous. And she's like, oh, well, how is your brother doing? Oh, he's doing great. But what is he doing great at? What is he great and? Again, this is where you find out that Ira and Albie's mom is Enchantress. And I want to have that light bulb go off and say, that makes sense. In just more than the idea that he has kind of bullied Doyle about Doyle having a villain father, that does make sense. Okay, he's upset and hates what he has. He sees that in Doyle and is able to point it out and, and throw that connection to Doyle and get mad at him. But I want to see where it's like, oh, my God. That makes sense because they are really good at this or they did that or he had but you don't you end up just the big moments just are big moments and then okay, well we'll move on. But I also want to know, you know, who's more like Enchantress in this or who's more their father isn't as guardian guard. He's just kind of a common guy there, guarding, dealing. So which is it? Is Irik more like his father, but that gets him jealous because he wants to be something bigger and Alvi's more like Enchant like we don't know. We have no idea. And then, again, pointing out some of these things. But I do really love Emily. I really like Doyle. I even like Irik. I like the idea. This issue does give him a little more depth with that. But they end up going off to Asgard. They're in their Strange Academy school bus. Gus is hanging on the back. They end up going, you know, the, the whole Bifrost, the Rainbow Bridge. And they get to Asgard. They get off. And they're going to have a good old time. Uh, unfortunately, Thor isn't there, probably upsetting everybody. Falstog is there. Hey, I'm going to show you what's going on, but you know me. I mean, he shows up eating, you know, a giant turkey leg. And then he says, hey, before we go through all the stuff that I know, everybody thinks it's so cool, but what I think is cool is eating a lot. So let's go off and let's go to the ram's den, And they go up and have a big feast. And, again, I don't know if Scotty Young and Humberto Ramos are are really running scared from the Harry Potter connection because they don't even take advantage of like a full page spread to see how cool this is. All the kids, all the food, what It's very quick with it. But then out of seemingly nowhere, you end up having Shaylee just kind of say, oh, my God, isn't Toth cute? He's my boyfriend. You want to be my boyfriend? Toth?" Yes. Thumbs up. And there you go. Now, again, if we had classroom deal and maybe saw that, you know, Shaley's a fairy, maybe this is something that every day she's in love with somebody else. And, oh, you might boyfriend today and stuff. Or we worry because Toth is so cool and nice and she might break his heart. But we don't really know. It's just there is a cute moment. But I, I need the more depth in that. Well, you end up then in a, in a cool deal behind the scenes, like back in the background of a scene, you do see Alvy and Irik arguing. They're arguing about something. Well, we find out that it is that Irix. like, I got to go find mom. I want to talk to her. Now. No, I don't want to get in trouble. He's the good guy. Irix the bad guy. Whatever. But again, you don't get enough of that connection to really see it and feel that you're just dealing with the surface level stuff, which is good enough to sustain the book. I'm not saying it isn't because I like this book. So yeah, you end up where... There's Shaley and Tove. They're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. This is kind of pushing towards the idea that Emily wants to be the girlfriend of Doyle. Doyle likes even Shaylee. It's like, look at them. They're in love, but they won't say anything. Well, they get embarrassed. And Doyle goes off. He gets up and goes because in the meantime, you do end up seeing continuing Eric Alvey fighting. And it's done so good with art where even with this, you see that. Eric is the one trying to convince Alvy. He's doing something to say, no, 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 we gotta do this. Like he's even got hand motions, really good, and then he's gone, and Alvy's just there sad with his head down. Well, Doyle ends up getting up and and in, on the surface right away you seem to think that it's Doyle's embarrassed. Oh my god, they're talking about boyfriend and girlfriend. Like this is what you would think Emily would think. Oh man, you know, he doesn't really like me. He's embarrassed as this he gets up, but he is actually following iric he thinks that Irick is up to something uh while everybody else is just eating it up and whatnot outside of the ram's head there is a bit of a disturbance because gus being a frustrating that's the other thing you're going here and you would think that you would have mentioned something about gus a little more before this but you know you have the fire charles you got uh, they're having an argument everybody's joining up on either side of who they're with and whatnot and yeah you're going to end up having they they end up using the explanation of a basketball game hey when one person starts fighting whatever i'd rather go with say you know pre 90s nhl you're going to have a bench clearing brawl that's what's going to happen any second because everybody starts arguing you're pushing my friend there or even it gets down to almost like the frost trolls versus the Fire trolls like that that is even a more of a level that there is going to be enough of a commotion. You don't get much of it. The commotion is mainly there just to serve for the reason why Irik can slip away and not really be noticed. Emily, then do it. Like all of them can kind of slip because there's this big commotion going on, which, in a funny deal by the end, makes me kind of laugh. The idea that they are now banned from Asgard. They get kicked out of Asgard, all of them, and have to go back to school. Um, but we see what Irik's doing in. You you think that this is something more nefarious. Like I said, what is he doing? He goes to the world. He's going to all these things. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is he doing? Like, is he something like, you know, he's going to cause trouble and he's got to go talk. That It's for some reason. I thought that it was one of those where he's spying on everybody, maybe Doyle, because he's so big. But he goes and sees his mom and we see his mom's enchantress. Love the art. He goes up. He. Cares about his mom, but he's also mad at her. It, it, it is a, you could see, a complicated relationship that I think plays out well here. Um, that she's like, oh, and and she is self-centered. He's angry about that. Anything that she says is twisted and turned towards her. If he says, like, there's IRIC, oh, I'm sad, you know, in school because I don't have friends. She would definitely say, huh, talking about not having friends. I don't have that. Th-. You know, everything is based back on her. And that makes sense for the character who you are shocked that they are, you know, the sons, Eirik and Albie are the sons of Enchantress, but you also get the idea Enchantress, even though she's not one to be very motherly or loving. She even says, why do you even go to the school? And, and you get that too in a way that you see that Eirik really does want to go to the school. Now, is it because he wants to go and learn more and become good, bad, whatever? Is he mad because Enchantress never did teach him because he says she's not around? She says, I would have taught you right here uh, when I was around and when I'm at home. And he says, when was that? You're never at home. You you were never there. The dad at the beginning, they go and they hug. And it seems like, you know, the dad, he's there. And he, he says, dad was always here. You weren't. What's going on? In the meantime, Doyle catches up and sees like, holy crap. Like he has been giving me so much crap about the idea that my dad is Dermamo, even before they get to Asgard, while they're on the bus, even getting on the bus, Eirik is throwing so much shade. You "You better put your hoodie up because people don't like bad people in in Asgard. They're really bad about that, and they're going to see you, and they're going to recognize you as being the son of Dermamo, and they're going to be in trouble while he is actually the son of Enchantress. So uh, it's a really cool idea of, seeing the insecurities, and, and again, this is what I want to see, but I want to see it every issue, and I want to see all of the kids, not just, okay, we'll go to Asgard and we'll deal with Eirik, not even Albie, but I do like this because this is possibly what what everybody, I think when we're, we're reading this, what everybody wants is to have Eirik and Doyle. I said it right away. They're going to become best friends. Obviously, they hate each other. They're fighting each other. Something needs to click with them in a comic book way of, Hey, I fight you before we co- become best friends. This might be it because doyle he ends up seeing this and and Emily seemingly calls him on the phone. His phone goes off. Ira hears this and runs off, and Hey, Doyle, what are you doing? Oh, you saw this. Well, why don't you just go tell everybody you jerk all this like he is flipping out because this is embarrassing to him and and it's embarrassing to him, not like I'm saying he should be embarrassed uh but you know, as a kid in the school, like that would be something that, you know, you don't want to have that brought up. whatnot. Well, Doyle understands that. Unfortunately, Doyle doesn't have the option of people not knowing he has a flaming, you know, pretty much pumpkin head that looks just like his dad. And every step of the way, Eric's been pointing that out. So unfortunately that, so Eric right away thinks, Oh, Doyle's going to sell me out because he's going to get back at me. And when he doesn't, That definitely would be something that Irik then should say, well, you know, he's not so bad. Maybe he's not so bad. Now, if you want to make Irik bad to the bone and never be good at all, you just have him say, well, you didn't say anything because you want to frame me. You know, you can always go with that. You can have that back and forth. But I do think this will mean something because Emily starts coming to look for Doyle, and then that's it. With Irik saying, well, now two of you are going to know, it's over. Not even like saying, well, if, it'd be funny because, again, wouldn't it be cool if we found out? Now, I'll always go with Shaylee. But say you found out that Desi was a real gossip. Like w- when she was in class, she's always telling stories about everybody. And did you hear this? And did you hear that? She's getting in trouble for it. Or what, uh, and have her come looking. Hey, where is everybody? And then, oh, my God, if she finds out, everybody in all the realms will find out. But it's Emily looking for Doyle, and Doyle says, Stay here. I'll do this, and runs over. And so when Emily, Oh, what were you doing? What were you doing? And he lies. He says, Oh, I thought I saw Thor. And you know me, me being a big dummy, I thought I saw Thor. So I ran down there, kind of got lost, but I'm glad you're here so we can leave. This does save Irex Bacon. And he's like, Woo wee. You know that. Well, in the meantime, Emily says, You got to come back up because it's getting rowdy up there. Like I said, it's more of a bench-clearing brawl back in the day deal with that, that everybody is just fighting. Every Volstag is just in the middle, overwhelmed by all this nonsense, going, oh, my God. And they're going to get kicked out. Uh, but you have where Irak's there. He's hiding out. You have Emily and Doyle talking. A real nice conversation. And, again, this is centered. The whole thing has been centered on Emily and Doyle. So it makes sense. And this is nice. Like, hey, I didn't really get to thank you for bringing me back to life with a kiss. And she's like, a kiss? That wasn't a kiss. Let me get a smooch on you. And does end up smooching uh, and saying, so now you can thank me. And I do like the continuation of the colors in this, where you even have Doyle change the shade of fire when he blushes. I think that that's really cute. All this is really cute and stuff like that. But you also have the dark deal where with Irik being... You know, not the best of friends with Doyle, but maybe becoming that. Hopefully you do have Enchantress saying again, bringing back what everybody seems to know, that dark prophecy of Doyle killing everybody because he's Dramammu's son and all this going on. I still think that Dramamo might be the one that was held captive below in the dungeon that was calling out, but we'll see. But yeah, you end up having a kiss by the end. And then the bus comes and you end up having Shayla's like, oh my God, it's so cute. There are a couple like us talking. and Toth talk this like, I don't know what I got myself into. But yeah, they get off and they go back home to be continued. They're going back to school. Now, where I, I go with the idea to, like I said, the idea that I want to know classes and what even have like kind of gives you that deal. But it doesn't where you see exams at the end, but they're even covered up. You see Shaley, Eric and you see that Eric He's not so smart. He has a D minus. You have an A plus or Shaley, but that's not what I want from that. Like, I don't want to see the report cards or a test handed in. I want to see the everyday workings of it, especially in school that's supposed to be set up with the greatest magic users trying to teach the up and coming ones the way to do things or whatnot. We really haven't got that at all. We haven't really gotten that at all. And that, that makes me like, I want to see where iric is like i said just an example where they have a dark arts class and say it's with wanda and suddenly iric you realize iric is better more a dark arts deal than a doyle which you would assume okay because of drama, but also even at a level that scares wanda like stuff like that like you know that would be it doesn't need to be an in your face huge moment oh my god iric is the son of enchantress you can have these big moments but in that setting which plays out well and reminds you that these are kids, that they are in school and that they are learning and might mess up and do that, whatnot. But overall, though, this issue is fun. And that's what I like about it. I do still love the characters. Uh, Again, I'll say it one more time. I just want more. I want more of that, you know, connective tissue with them and it's it's such an easy path to do that with every kid just sitting in class, learning things, messing up, and say. I mean, just think of the idea. We'll go back to you know the whole deal with the Harry Potter, where you have Ron. He's not getting the levitation spell at all. He's getting frustrated. You see that he's not exactly you know the most talented naturally with this. You have Hermione who overdoes things. She's a tryhard. She gets to do it. She wants to be the teacher's pet. But then later, you do need Ron. In a moment to use the levitation spell And you're worried because Oh my god he doesn't need All that stuff going on I think that's how the Harry Potter went right It's been a while But that's what I I like And that's what I need And that would end up propelling things even forward more Where you can get this individual deal And so like you have next issue And you just see Tothu looks like he's You know knocked apart and things like that So we'll have to see We'll have to see how it goes I'm still going to give this an 8 out of 10. After all of that, I still have fun. Still like the characters a lot. Love the art. And it's just, it's just kind of like a, a nice little book that I read every time it comes out. I want it to be bigger, but if it's not going to be, at least I think that it's cute and it's nice to read. And I don't get angry really until I start talking about what I really want. But uh, you know, I still like it. And I still like you it. it, and stolen it my if please. it would say they announced right now that it would be ca- I'd be upset because I do enjoy it. So that's that. There you go. I don't I don't and people are like, Man, that guy's full of piss and vinegar tonight, right? Yes, I am. I am because I'm still recovering from that stupid vaccination that I had. I if you are listening and didn't realize back in the deal last couple months or whatever, I had COVID. So when I got that Vaccination—it really hit me hard, which is why I'm coming back to do this podcast. And we haven't had a couple in the last bunch of days when we usually have, you know, three a week. We didn't for this past week, but we'll get back on schedule. Coming up to the big 300th issue episode is. When am I saying issue episode? It'll be this Friday when or Saturday. See, um, it's late too. I don't even know why I keep talking. Uh, we'll have a big Star Wars episode with Darth Vader And the beginning of the War of the Bounty Hunters The Alpha issue, the prelude to the big event Which is a real big event So we'll be doing that That'll We'll be recording it on Friday, me and Matt But it'll come out on the feed on Saturday But just as a deal, one of the things on our Patreon Is that will be released on the Patreon on Friday As an early release But yeah, then I'll be back on Monday, X-Men, all that stuff Getting back to the swing of things. But, yeah, thanks, everybody. I didn't mention at the beginning, but please, if you want to talk to us, give us some, you know, thoughts and dreams and things, you can go over to Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Also, go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. Reviews, previews, news, all of that stuff. And our Patreon, where if you want to hear us talk, Heroes Reborn and America Chavez. And I'll tell you right now, too, If you're on the fence with the America Chavez book they made in the USA, this issue, really good, really good. And I'll tell you, I think it's my favorite issue of the week. So, and that includes Heroes Reborn. Obviously, Heroes Reborn bigger, you know, more important, I guess. Maybe. I mean, it's kind of an Elseworlds, in a non-Elseworlds deal, like whatever. But then America Chavez is changing up her origin And changing up the character in a way that I think a lot of people Even ones that were haters just to hate might even like I say that but hate is going to hate they say Hate the game and the player don't hate the league Is that what they say? I don't know It's getting late so I'm going to go Hey thanks everybody and it's patreon.com slash weird science It's all in the show notes Including a deal to go see Clay's Linktree as well So check it out, check all that stuff out I'm going to get going before I keep babbling on even more. It's after 2 a.m. I got to get to bed. Holy moly. But thanks, everybody, and I'll talk to you in a couple days.